Meta will remove all Canadian news from Facebook and Instagram in the coming weeks. Could the Trudeau government's Online Streaming Act be used to regulate video games? A University of British Columbia professor is advocating to expose kids to adult genitalia. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev denounces diversity, equity and inclusion, and environmental, social and governance ideologies. Hello Canada, it's Wednesday, August 2nd, and this is True North's Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Meta is following through with its promise to end all availability of news on its platforms including Facebook and Instagram, following the Trudeau government's passing of the Online News Act. According to the Canadian press, after running some tests to limit news for a small percentage of users, the California-based tech company says it's now ready to implement the ban on a mass scale. Canadians will no longer be able to view or share news articles and content posted by publishers and broadcasters from within Canada or internationally. All news links to articles, photographs, reels, and short videos are expected to begin disappearing from the platforms. Those residing outside of Canada, however, will not be affected by the ban. Meta said the move to block news is merely a consequence of the government's Online News Act, a bill that passed earlier this year that would require Meta and other tech companies to compensate Canadian news outlets for sharing content on their platforms. The Trudeau government claims that the new bill will create a more level playing field between the financially declining news industry and online advertisers. The government claims that since 2008, almost 500 media outlets have closed across the country. Despite large subsidies from the government, legacy media outlets have let go of 20,000 journalists in recent years. So, Lindsay, the clock is ticking, and any day now, Meta will block news in this country. What does this say about the future of the media industry in Canada? Well, Cosman, we know that Bill C-18, which is now known as the Online News Act, this is something that the legacy media outlets lobbied for. This is something that they want. Now, the previous Canadian Heritage Minister, Pablo Rodriguez, he was the face of this bill, He was kind of the face of the flop, of the failure, and the desire to censor the Canadian internet. But now there's been a cabinet shuffle, and the new heritage minister is Pascal Saint-Onge, and she released a statement on Twitter today that really was just, you can tell, she's just going to be another Pablo Rodriguez. She's pretending that the liberal government is standing up to these big tech guys who are trying to bully everyone else, but what's really happening here is... Legacy media outlets are being propped up by the government once again. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners are wondering what's going to happen to True North? What's going to happen to the Daily Brief? Well, here are some things you can do right now to ensure that you don't get cut off from True North. And Lindsay is going to explain to you all of the ways that you can stay in touch with us and keep on top of our content. To ensure you still have access to True North, follow all of our social media accounts. Not all of these are affected by Bill C-18. Follow us on Twitter, which is now known as X, Telegram, YouTube, Rumble, as well as Facebook and Instagram, because some of our content still will be able to be shown on Facebook and Instagram, despite the ban. 
Also, sign up for push notifications. The next time you visit our site, you should be prompted to allow push notifications. If not, look for the blue bell button at the bottom left of the page. Hit yes. Do the same thing on your phone if you'd like to receive our most important updates wherever you go. And turn on notifications on YouTube. Go to our YouTube page, click subscribe, and ensure that notifications are turned on. That's right, Lindsay. There's so many ways you can stay in touch with True North despite the government's attempt to block independent media in this country. You can also bookmark our website. On Chrome, you simply bookmark sites by clicking that little star icon in the URL bar when you're on our site. Make sure to also subscribe to our podcasts. Find them all here on our website and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And as always, if you appreciate the work we do, please consider making a donation today. Lobbyists representing Canadian songwriters, composers, and music publishers are calling on the CRTC to take an expansive interpretation of the Trudeau government's Bill C-11 and regulate video game content. Accord, a lobby group representing Canada's music industry, wants the CRTC to ignore segments of the Heritage Ministry's draft directive on the implementation of the Online Streaming Act pertaining to the exclusion of video game regulation. Accord says that video games have become an important facet of broadcasting in recent years, pointing to the introduction of concerts in video games that may warrant regulation from the CRTC. In addition, the Alliance of Canadian Cinema, Television, and Radio Artists is calling on the government to mandate video online undertakings, grossing more than $1 million in annual revenue, to register and submit to regulation under the CRTC. This would include content creators, specifically video game streamers and YouTubers. University of Ottawa law professor Michael Geist says that Canadians who opposed Bill C-11 because of the concerns the CRTC would regulate beyond the legislation's stated limits have had their concerns validated. He said, quote, In short, the lobby groups validate the concerns expressed by thousands of Canadians that Bill C-11 opened the door to the regulation of user content, video games, and algorithms. Regulation of video games by the CRTC opens the door for the regulator to throttle search results and featured content on digital video game marketplaces like the Xbox Game Pass, the PlayStation Store, or Steam. Now, Cosmin, do you think the government will listen to these lobbyists and go forward with this overreach? I seriously hope not, but knowing this government, there's nothing beyond the pale. They honestly want to reach their regulatory fingers into everything. And to me, it's outrageous to suggest that we should regulate and treat something as simple as somebody videoing themselves uh, playing a video game, which is essentially what live streaming is, uh, in the same way that network broadcasters are regulated. That is absurd. Additionally, for people who claim to love media, these lobbyists, to suggest that video game creators and, and marketplaces that sell essentially creative products should be regulated is even more incredulous. This isn't going to boost creativity, it's going to kill it. And Canada is already struggling in so many industries, especially video games. I can think of maybe a, a couple video game companies like Ubisoft, and I'm not even sure if they're uh, owned by a Canadian company anymore. But this is not going to boost creativity. This is not going to boost productivity in the cultural sector. This is going to kill it. 
University of British Columbia journalism professor Dr. Katya Thiem said she believes children should be exposed to adult genitalia to prepare them for the possibility of seeing naked transgender individuals in locker rooms. Theme, who uses she, they pronouns, made the comment in a Twitter thread criticizing American swimmer and women's rights advocate Riley Gaines. Theme labeled Gaines a, quote, transphobe for her views. She tweeted, Hey, want to know one of my all-time excellent parenting ideas? Let little children see penises and vulvas of various ages and sizes in a casual, normalized, totally safe way. The world will thank you for it, and so will those children when they grow up. The professor took aim at Gaines for standing with 16-year-old Illinois swimmer Abigail Wheeler, who was accused of hate speech after she protested the presence of a biological male in the women's locker room at her local YMCA. In response to Gaines, the UBC professor claimed that incidents involving women who are uncomfortable after encountering biological males in change rooms fuel anti-trans activism. Theme declined True North's request for additional comment. She also made her Twitter account private. I'm really not sure what this professor is suggesting here. Are kids not already subject to, you know, biological diagrams, biology textbooks in school, which is a, quote, casual, normalized, totally safe way to expose ourselves to uh, various types of bodies. How much further can we go as a society? Because the alternative here seems to be almost exposing kids to pornography. Yes, well, I looked up Katya Team online. From what I gather, she is or, you know, she slash they, is a parent. So it does seem that the advice here is let your children gawk at different bodies in, I don't know, the, the changing room of a pool, something like that. And if you happen to be in the girls' change room and you see a man with male genitalia, that should be a great learning moment and you should be happy that your children are exposed to that. Well, no, I think <laughs> if I was with my daughter in a pool changing room, and we saw a man in there with male genitalia, uh, we would make a scene about it. I would freak out. And I think that would be a better lesson for my daughter, that she doesn't have to be subjected to men's weird fetishes about exposing themselves in front of children or exposing themselves in front of women. Uh, and so she would learn to reject that and to say no, and she's not going to stand for that does really seem like trans activism has taken over academia today. Every time you go on Twitter, there's another professor uh, making some outrageous suggestion in terms of parenting. What do you think students are learning from these professors in the classrooms? When I looked at Dr. Katya Team's online profile on the UBC website, there's really not much going on there. So I don't think students are really learning anything from this person uh, she doesn't really seem like a strong researcher, um, not really much going on on her CV or profile there. So yeah, a little bit of a weak choice, but I guess because she has the right uh, politics, has the right ideas about trans issues and gender issues and all that, uh, then that's why she slash they is a professor at UBC. Conservative Party leader Pierre Polyev told a voter last week that Woke, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, DEI, and Environmental, Social, and Governance, 
ESG ideologies are garbage. His comments come amid both ideologies being embraced by the Trudeau government, as well as woke institutions and corporations. Polyev was asked his thoughts on the two ideologies via voter at a meet and greet, to which he responded, quote, it's all garbage. The exchange was caught on tape and posted to Twitter. Polyev said ESG is, quote, a fake industry designed to make interest groups, corporate executives, and insiders filthy rich, adding that those people don't care about any of the causes that they talk about. Polyev also said he won't buy into ESG garbage and will instead support, quote, free enterprise economics where businesses get ahead by having the best product, not by having the best lobbyists. As for diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI, these initiatives have included race-based and gender-based hiring practices and quotas, as well as the promotion of critical race theory and gender ideology. What do you think, Cosman? Do you agree with Polyev? Is it really all garbage? I think it's all nonsense, but I also do think that Polyev needs to stand up on these issues instead of simply dipping his toes when it's convenient, you know? It's easy to criticize DEI or ESG, but when it comes to specific instances of these ideologies causing harm for people, especially in the schools, uh, he seems to be a no-show. We've seen this with the case of that Oakville teacher who wore giant prosthetic breasts under the claim that they were going through a gender transition uh, around students in the shop class, in the mechanic shop class. That was crazy, and it really brought negative international light onto Canada, and we did not hear a word from Poiliev or, in fact, any of the conservative provincial leaders. So I think there's been some progress from the federal conservatives where they have, for example, sort of told Trudeau to back off on criticizing Premier Blaine Higgs's education policy, which gives parents the opportunity to know if their child is undergoing a gender transition in school, but simply criticizing the ideology and not speaking about the specific negative effects and instances, to me, and I think a lot of people will agree, is not enough. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.